All right, tonight's episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you yet again by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company proudly serving Plymouth, relevant today to today's episode, and the surrounding area. They treat their home or business like they would treat their own and believe in building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch with Shine Through today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. That's 781 781- 812-9189 or at shinethroughinc.net that's shine t-h-r-u window cleaning shine through shine through shine window through. cleaning what is up everyone hello happy monday or whatever day it is whatever day it is that you're uh, choosing to listen Nice to see you again. My name is Mike. I am joined by my co-hosts. You've heard them already, Kat and Andrew. Howdy. How y'all doing in this quarantine lunacy? Holding um, up all right? Yeah. I mean, it's boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm starting to lose it slowly. but Lots of time to watch spooky shit. Yes, lots of time to watch spooky shit. Or lots of time to let May the 4th be with you. Yes. If you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. I noticed you guys were watching one. Yes. yes. The Force Awakens. Yeah. We're going to probably binge all three of the uh, all three of the new ones. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, not a whole lot going on around still. Not a whole lot of news items that have been coming out. Uh, so There's one. We didn't talk about that, did we? What? A new show coming on on HBO. Oh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, they, they dropped a, a trailer for... This new series on HBO called Lovecraft Country actually talked about the book on a prior episode as a as a book recommendation, and it's essentially about uh, a guy in like the Jim Crow era South, and all of H.P. Lovecraft's creations actually exist. So he's a he's a black guy. He's dealing with racism and like tentacle monsters like out of Lovecraft stories. So uh, HBO. Putting it out in August and uh, produced by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. Yeah, pretty interesting. Should be interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to check this one out. So, so Kat, you didn't see the trailer for this for Lovecraft Country? No, thank you for asking and no. including me in the conversation. Well, you were you had your nose buried in your phone, so I didn't mm-hmm. know if uh, you you were interested in participating or not. Well, I just I didn't I don't know what you're talking about. All right, fair enough. No, you didn't know what we were talking about because you weren't listening because you just asked, "What are you guys talking about?" <laughs> 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 so let's just be clear on one thing. I'll I'll send you the trailer. It's a show that I'll be watching. So uh, so yeah. So. so I guess that means I have to watch it's it. A, it looks like a must watch. <laughs> if you ask me. It looks pretty good. I think it looks pretty good. And uh, I, bet, I bet you it'll be interesting. I, I literally just gave. <laughs> I just you can listen to the podcast afterwards, and then you'll All right, know. That's which fair. she also won't do. <laughs> Uh, uh, the new Penny Dreadful series is out now. Uh, I think at least the first two oh, episodes. Yeah, we haven't watched it yet. Oh, we we, we got to catch up on that. We've been uh, doing other things to occupy our time. One thing that we, that uh, I did pick up, and I, I put this out on our Instagram page, I think it was last week, uh, I picked up this pretty cool game. It's a horror th- 80s horror-themed game. It's called Mixtape Massacre, where you play as like a you play as like a monster, and you're hunting down like famous... Like actors in movies from the '80s, so it's a uh, pretty cool cat. And I played that uh, last week. Pretty fun. Yeah, it was alright. You, you, you got to find some. Uh, you you got to find some time to try and do some new stuff. And would you? Would you? Would I recommend people to buy that game 
it was it was all right. It was okay. It okay. wasn't like great. I mean, it was kind of like Clue, but not really like Clue, and that's kind of why it sucked. There was too many cards. Was it better many... than Yahtzee? Uh no. Yeah. Just wondering. No Yahtzee. I played I would, Yahtzee I would, the other day, so I would prefer to play Yahtzee too. I think over this mixtape massacre game. Okay. <laughs> Well, the only cool thing is that I got to be Samara from the ring, but she's like Sarah in that game or something. They well, don't they don't have, have they don't have anything. the rights to the actual characters, right. which is that doesn't really matter. Well, I'd rather, you get the I idea, know. you know. Who yeah, is. you know who they're supposed to be. Like this guy that's supposed to be Freddy Krueger, the guy that's supposed to be like Michael Myers, the guy that's supposed to be like you know Pennywise. The character I played as was as was like a uh, gremlin. So yeah, cool. Yeah, so, uh, and possibly, possibly the scariest piece of news to come out uh, is the uh, United States invasion uh, invasion of murder hornets. You guys hear about this shit? Fuck those yes. bees. Oh, or hornets. Those Japanese. My God. I saw a video and one of them beasts. was taking down a mouse. It was like I, almost as big as the mouse, too. Yeah, they're huge and they're disgusting and they're horrifying. And uh, if they make it over to the East Coast, because I know they said that they've been seen in British Columbia... Uh, and I think Washington like State decimated France. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not interested in that at all. I'm not interested in the the murder hornets. You know why they're leaving Japan though, right? No, they ran out of rice. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I don't know why they're leaving, but I think why they're leaving is because the uh, Japanese honeybees. I was watching a special on those. They killed all the bees. They figured out a way to combat the. Um, what are they called? The Japanese wasps? What are they? Is that what they are? Uh, it might be. I'm not sure. But anyway, they figured out a way to kill them because they would infiltrate their hives and they would just start ripping them to shreds. But Japan's not going to share that information. But the, with us. well, no, not the the honeybees can't share any information with us. <laughs> no, so, J- Japan. No, but that doesn't. No, no. You're not listening. <laughs> so the honeybees in Japan, the Japanese honeybees, figured yes. out a way to combat them. What's so the difference between a Japanese honeybee and an American honeybee? Just honeybees that live in Japan. They just live in Japan, they're, but yeah, they're the but same so, bees. But so they've figured out a way. The American honeybees have never seen this type of uh, threat before, so they wouldn't know how to combat it. The Japanese honeybees, as I was saying, uh, they surround the wasp, or the Japanese wasp, whatever the hell it's called, and they vibrate their bodies to build the heat up. So how do we teach So they bees? basically cook... Though, because the uh, honeybees' internal temperature can get up to like 120 or whatever, whereas the hornets can only get up to 112 before it starts to cook, and they just cook them alive, basically. Jesus. Pretty good. So how talk do we talk we about teach, a horror movie. How do we teach our bees? Uh, I don't think to you do can that. teach them. They're going to have to figure it out on their own. Yeah. Which they probably can, will. I don't know if we're going to be able to learn the honeybees anything, if you know what I'm saying. Can Hopefully. we get some bees? No, we cannot get bees. I would like to get some bees. I don't want any... I asked you before if we want to get bees. I don't, and I, but my answer is still no. Like the beekeeper? I can yeah. picture him with one of those hats. Uh, I, I, I don't do want that. any flying can winged honey? insect that stings anywhere near me at any at any point in time. Okay. Yeah, I was talking to uh, our, our uh, one of our fellow co-hosts, Craig, a couple days ago about this information, and he and I share this devastating fear of... Uh, of Flying stinging machines, and uh, needless to say, we are both shaking in our boots. Definitely scarier than any any horror movie that I've seen in uh, you know <laughs> the last few months. Well, any other any other news items, you guys, before we move on to the topic of the day? No, um, <laughs> not much. Anything else you want to cover? Plug? Promote? Anything you've watched? I watched something. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I can't even remember what I was watching. Yeah. This is what's to become. <laughs> every, like, every day is exactly the same, man. Like, I watched something and then I fell asleep and then I woke up. All right. <laughs> all so yeah. that takes us on to today's topic. Cool. So the I initial title that I had, a little long, probably going probably gonna to whittle this down when we, uh, when we release it, was <laughs> Spirits of America's Hometown 2, Electric Boogaloo, Miles Standish, State Forest. It's <laughs> 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 pretty funny, huh? What <laughs> was so funny? Yes, it's it's a, it's a funny. I'm not I'm off my phone. I'm just hanging out. I'm listening to your electric... living living life, laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, living life unplugged, right? Right. Not... Yes, unplugged. Yes. So no, no hi fi's, Wi fi's, or my so ties. Miles Standish State Forest. <laughs> uh, if you're not from the Massachusetts area, you might not know what it is. But I it picked is... this topic. Yeah, Kat, Kat did a lot of the research on this one, and you might be asking why we're doing a podcast on a, uh, a forest, but I think there's some pretty dark shit that has happened in here that is uh, worth knowing about if you're a fan of... Uh, and it's located in America's hometown. That's correct. Yep, that is correct. That is correct. We have been there a few times, um, and it is huge. It is easy to get lost, and it is definitely creepy. I've, I've done... I would say, yeah, I know, Kat, you've been down there a few times and, and ridden bikes and stuff, so why don't you talk a little bit about it? Bicycles. Yes, that's correct. Did you get yeah. lost? Uh, almost. Um, we found the road, though, and then took the road back, and I pulled up a map on my phone. Luckily, I'm surprised you were able to get service. You'd never get service. There. Yeah. So um, you're lucky. No, Shalee and I took a, the bike path, and it's it's beautiful. Like, it is, it was in the fall, too. Like, there was leaves everywhere, but it, mm-hmm. there was, like, no one there. Um, and we, I, we just went down a bunch of paths, and we just kind of went downhill most of the way. And then all of a sudden, we were like, oh, since we're going downhill the whole way, Probably have to go uphill, uphill the entire the way, way back. back. Yeah, but thankfully we found um, the road at some point, like the main road. We just had to figure out like the directionals of where we where we parked and then how to get back to that parking lot. But mm-hmm. we ended up taking the regular road back and just like kind of riding our bikes on the hugging the curve on the the side of it. But yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, I, I it's beautiful there, and like we got to this. Um, I think we were at Fearing Pond, and it was, like, abandoned, and they had... Mm-hmm. We, we, I took you there once, because I showed you, because yeah. I thought it was super creepy. Yep. Fearing yeah. or Fearing? I think it's Fearing. Maybe it's I can fearing. never know. I never can tell. F-E-A-R-I-N-G? Fearing just sounds funny, but mm-hmm. it probably is. Fearing. Fearing would be, like, Fearing. I don't know. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> like, the spelling would be, like, F-E-R. Like, tomato and tomato? I-N-G. <laughs> There wouldn't be an A in there. I think fearing would, yeah. Oh yeah, you're God. probably right. Fearing? Anyway, maybe they're so scary. It's, like you could fearing be, the forest. You could be oh. like, Andrew. Hi. Andrew. <laughs> so needless to say, not a place you'd want to be uh, there at night. No. Yeah. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Andrew, what about you? You ever uh, I, partake honestly, in anything I, in miles? Literally, I'm driving through it and getting annoyed because my GPS doesn't work when I'm looking at jobs sometimes. Yep. you got to go through there. I, I what jobs I, I, did you look at in the forest? There's streets down there. Like, it's cut through to, like, another part. Like, oh, I, you I, can yeah. actually use it to get to, like, Rochester. You go through to get to, like, Rochester. Rochester, yeah. yeah. Yep. But it's a pain in the ass because if your GPS starts working and you don't remember where you're going, like me, because oh, yeah. I have no sense of a direction because I'm an idiot. Um, and you're trapped way. in the middle of I the would, forest. Yeah, and you're just driving around in circles so you find your way out. But I've never, like, I don't think I've ever, I maybe when I was younger went camping in there. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, lives right live right there. I've never gone camping, biking. I don't bike anyway because... 
It's for losers. Oh, I like so. it. It's nice. <laughs> Do you wear like all the? I no, had, I just no, had a helmet no, no, on. No, no, no. Okay, that's on. fine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow but, that. But so you had a speedometer <laughs> on it, so I think I made it up to like twenty something miles an hour, maybe like twenty two. That would have been hour. going downhill, right? Yeah. Okay. Pretty yeah. sweet. It was pretty cool, yeah. yeah. And we walked the dog there. Say, so we walked Otis there one time, like either like right around when we first got him, uh, and and you were kind of shitting your well, pants. It, it's uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, there's some t- there's some tight trails in there, and if you don't pay attention to where you're going, you can get turned around pretty easily, which is you know kind of what I was thinking. And the whole you know obviously having no cell service out there, getting cut off from you know, being able to make a potentially life-saving phone call, that kind of throws a different element in there, you know? Good. I like it. Yeah, exactly. That wouldn't last very long in there. Gives a little, gives a little bit of an edge. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so as we mentioned, there's kind of, there's a darker side to this beautiful landscape, which we are going to cover. Uh, a couple quick facts, though, about Miles Standish State Forest. Uh, so since it was actually, you know, not created in 1916, but named, uh, named that uh, 1916 Miles Standish State Forest has been the largest public open space in southeastern Massachusetts. Uh, for over 100 years, the forest has provided visitors with access to history, nature, and recreation. There are more than 14,000 acres that cover Plymouth and Carver. There are 16 lakes and ponds. Obviously, we just mentioned Fearing Pond, Fairing Pond, whichever it is. Fearing. Fearing. <laughs> How are you Fearing. Uh, so there's 16 <laughs> lakes and ponds in there. There are 15 miles of paved bicycle trails, 35 miles of horse trails. Uh, never seen anybody on a horse down there. Uh, oh, I think yeah. I saw... Well, actually, I think I did see someone on a horse one time. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, 13 miles of hiking trails. Uh, also, lots of recreational activities you can do there. Camping, swimming, hiking, biking, we just mentioned. Fishing, all popular in the summer. Hiking and hunting in the fall. Cross-country skiing, snowshoeing and snowmobiling <clears throat> during the winter, and then hiking, stargazing, and bird watching in the spring. Uh, didn't know you could go snowbo- snowmobiling or snow or skiing well, or anything like that. Cross-country skiing, I guess. Literally, yeah. I don't do any of those things. Yeah, I would maybe swim. Wasn't there a thing that I Yeah, I guess I swim, the, but I don't, not pools. in ponds. It's gross. The what, <laughs> what pools? They were like, um, oh, it was like right on the beginning of their website. They had like 50 like of those kettle pools. Kettle ponds, kettle, kettle ponds. ponds. Yeah, so that's it. Okay, so those are in addition to the sixteen lakes and ponds. Kettle ponds are like the smaller like ones. Fifty of them. There's a lot. Something. I don't know the exact number, but there are a there Dude, are a prairie wobblers load. there. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so there's uh, lots of lots of animals making their home uh, in Miles Standish as well. There are white-tailed deer, wild turkeys, red squirrels, gray fox. Over 130 bird species visit the forest, including some that are uncommon anywhere else in Massachusetts, like the prairie wobblers, warblers. Warbler. Warblers. They don't uh, wobble, they warble. And eastern... They and wobble and don't fall down. Eastern <laughs> whippoorwills. Cool. You know who loves birds? Jeff Byers. No oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> he would big bird go, guy? Oh, the eastern whippoorwill. <laughs> Shut up, you idiot. Jeff's a big big bird guy from way back. Oh, yeah, he's... Nice. He's a bird guy. Excellent, excellent. Shout out to Hefe. Uh, and southeastern Massachusetts, including Miles Standish State Forest, is the only place in the world where you can find the federally endangered <laughs> northern red-bellied cooter. Ooh, what's a cooter? It's, it's, a, a, <laughs> it's a uh it's a, it's a bird? turtle. Yeah, it's a turtle. Oh, it sounds like something dirtier turtle? than that, yeah. though. <laughs> it's got a red belly. Red yeah, it's a red belly cooter. It's got a red yeah. cooter. Uh, you can see them most uh, most often in the spring. You can see them basking on lo- uh, logs in the large ponds. They look similar to similar to painted turtles, although the adults are much much bigger with the red belly that that Andrew just mentioned. So 
I know my turtles. Yeah, yeah. So lots, lots of I stuff like going turtles. on. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's big. There's lots of recreational stuff to do. There's lots of bodies of water. It's very pretty. Bunch of animals. Beautiful, scenic, huge, remote. It's and the biggest forest in Massachusetts, right? Uh, so it's the largest public open space in southeastern Massachusetts. 14,000 acres. very large. Mm. Very, very large. Which unfortunately means when you have that many woods, probably going to be some attempts to uh, dump bodies there. Yeah, murders. That's where I would dump a body. Yeah, yeah. And so, moving on to some of the darker stuff about Miles Standish. When I tell you to dump a body in the marsh, <laughs> it means dump it in the in marsh! The marsh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotta love the departed. Yeah. Um, Pardon. So, the most notorious crime that has taken place or is associated with Miles Standish State Forest is the uh, murder of a woman named Ruth Masters, which I know you guys read up on this beforehand as well. Uh, pretty, pretty messed up case. So, back in uh, May of 1977, Masters was with her daughter, who was nine at the time, and her husband. Uh, they were all at Miles Standish State Forest. For a day of bike riding, uh, when a man named Eric Anderson Jr. spotted Ruth riding alone on an isolated trail, knocked her unconscious with a rifle, cut her throat, and mutilated her body. So, yeah. Yeah, that's Didn't nice. they say it was one of the like gruesome, most gruesome murders in Plymouth history? Yeah, so so the murder of Ruth Masters, uh, it was said that this uh, this murder haunted a whole generation of police detectives. It actually went unsolved until uh, a lieutenant in the Massachusetts State Police named Richard L. Nagel and uh, Plymouth Police Sergeant John W. Rogers reopened the investigation in 1994. Uh, Nagel, who was then assigned to the now disbanded State Police Cold Case Squad, had learned of the killing from his father, also named Richard, who was once the Plymouth Chief of Police. So, uh, you know, he had personal ties to the case, Worked for the state police, decided to reopen the case. Insane to think that this murder went unsolved for that long before, you know. I know. When I was reading about that, I didn't understand why it spanned out so long. Like, the guy went to trial, and then he went back to trial, and, like, it just it just well, dragged. Yeah. It was... What I don't understand is why Robert Stack never got involved I know. Unsolved mysteries. Oh. Maybe I wonder if there was. No, you probably well, would have seen that. In yeah. Research. Oh, that would have been awesome. And that guy had a bunch of priors. Like a bunch of priors. A lot of priors. A lot of priors. So basically, this guy, uh, Eric Anderson, this this piece of shit was. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> so the case was reopened in 94. <clears throat> in 1998, uh, Anderson was indicted for Master's murder. Uh, during the trial, a couple had testified they, that they had told state police about a man they identified as Anderson within days of the murder. But uh, the couple did not hear from anyone from the authorities until Nagel came calling 17 years after the crime was committed. Due diligence was definitely done. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happened there, but... Uh, for a short time after she was murdered, uh, Ruth Masters' husband, Wayne, was actually considered to Wayne. be a suspect. Wayne? <laughs> Wayne, I didn't know that you were going to commit the murder. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> you guys shouldn't be laughing. Someone's dead. No, I know. I, know. Well, I, know. I mean, you got to... No, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, just fucking... Barrel of laughs tonight. 
But, uh... Yes. So, Anderson was convicted of the murder in 2003. He was sentenced to life without parole. As Kat uh, so astutely pointed out, this guy had a long list of prior arrests, imprisonments. Uh, basically, at the time he was convicted, he was already serving a 20-year sentence in Maine for attacking a woman in 1990. Uh, the main attack occurred two years after he was released from prison in Bridgewater for attacking a woman at Knife Point in Kingston. Uh, you know, his criminal history goes back as far as 1957. Uh, he had a rape conviction in 1957. 1959, he was declared sexually dangerous, which was later lifted in July of 1972 when he was released from Bridgewater State Hospital. Sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, real nice guy. Somehow was out there uh, roaming, able to kill this poor woman and, you know, kind of ruin her daughter and husband's lives. So. Jesus. And that should have been never have happened. He should never have been out yeah. to do that. Yeah. There was one article when I was reading about this that Kat had sent over to me, which basically was just, it was at the time of the conviction, like, it talked a lot about, like, her daughter and, like, the victim impact statement that she was reading at, like, his sentencing and everything. And it's just like, you know. Sounds like they went through uh, a horrible, horrible ordeal. Especially, like, when you think about the fact that, you know, they didn't, the killer was still out there for right. that many years. So she talked about being afraid of, you know, not knowing if some someone was going to come try and finish the job, if it was supposed to be the whole family, or if it was just supposed to be her or whatever. And, you know, uh, like I mentioned, you mentioned about how gruesome this murder actually was. Uh, and, you know, basically they wouldn't allow the daughter to see the, the photos uh, of the crime scene because it was just so repulsive. So, yeah, that's probably yeah. the most famous uh, famous case that's taken place taken place in uh, Miles. <laughs> cool story, bro. I know, right? Yeah. That's Any fucked. thoughts? I know it's fucked. I don't know what else there is to really say. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, and it makes you, now knowing that, then you're like, oh, now I go bike riding again, and I'm going to be like, mm, I don't know if I want to go there anymore. Yeah, you just got to be extra careful, you know? I mean. Well, that's what, one murder in there, in, or there's been right. others. Uh, that's the most famous one, and I got another one that we're going to talk about in a second here. Um, debatable if the murder actually occurred there, if the body was just dumped there, but... I would imagine there's probably been a number of uh, weird things going on in there. That, Who knows you know, how many bodies are buried in there? Yeah, exactly. Know. Well, and that force has been there forever. Like, I mean, yeah. crimes could have taken place in there before anyone even re- reported Before there was them. a thing that's yeah. a crime. Yeah. yeah. Do whatever you want. Just yeah. kill people. Right, like purge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, any, other, any other thoughts on uh, the tragic case of Ruth Masters? Sad. Yeah, very sad. Yeah. Very sad. Just crazy to think, you know, that, that shit like that happens uh, so close to home. Yeah. Really, 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 really sad. I was so. like a baby when that happened. When did that happen? 70, uh, 77. You were I not, was even not even a baby. I thought he said 86 mm. for some reason. Oh, is that the other one? That's uh, the other one. Yeah, the, the next one. So, yeah, okay. So the next one we're going to talk about was the another murder. Uh, this was a woman named Tracy Gilpin. So... Uh, this happened in October of 1986, which was when uh, this host of the show happened to be born, October of 1986. Happy birthday. Glorious, glorious month. Glorious month. Some say the best month, October. Oh, no. Not the best month. Mm. October isn't? No. What's the best month? Uh, well, I love the summer, too, but I, uh, I'm a big October guy. June's For, best. you know, various reasons. Yeah. Yes, because it's your birthday in June. Right. That's why you're a fan. And it's yes. a month. It's a month long birthday celebration every year. Yep. So like September, still summery. There's, There's no, no pollen. pollen. There's no pollen. Yeah, 
Sometimes you get those cool, crisp nights. Yeah, yeah. September's, September's a good month, too. I like the fall. I'm a big, big fall guy. Big fall. Flannel, haunted houses, Halloween, horror movies. Yeah. I'm a fan. I okay. like it. Yeah. Dig it. You dig? Moving on. Moving on <laughs> to uh, Tracy Gilpin. So, uh, as I mentioned, October of 1986, uh, actually October 1st, 1986, uh, Tracy went to a house party after babysitting. The party was at a house a couple streets away in the close-knit neighborhood of uh, Rocky, Nook. Rocky Nook in Kingston. The Nook. The Nook. So I she did it uh, all for the Nook. Come on, <laughs> the Nook. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so you can take that cook. Uh, yeah, so Tracy left the party at uh, around 10.30 with a couple of friends. She walked alone to the uh, the Cumbies, Cumberland Farms, on Route 3A. It's still there. It's still there. Uh, bought a pack of cigarettes and used the payphone. Uh, she called the woman that was throwing the party, asked for a ride, but apparently the woman couldn't leave at that time, and that was the last time that anybody ever saw her. That's the one right by Jones River, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. No? No? Which one is oh, it? Oh, wait, it's the other the one. one. in Rocky Nook. Oh, right, okay. On 3A. We just said, we just said Rocky Duh. Nook. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> that's still there, too. That's on, what is that, 14? No, that's 109. Whatever There's like Jiffy is. Lube and Monroe, whatever. Yeah, no, the one you're thinking of is at the 4th. The, the other one's at the 4th. Yeah, that's the other side of Kingston. Okay. That Cumberland Farm sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Is it one of the ones that has the, the crappy old logo and hasn't been updated so. yet? Yeah. I, hate, I hate those Cumberland Farms. And it's really small. Big Their bathroom guy. isn't very good there. I don't even know if they have a bathroom in that one. Yeah, it's very Which small. is very disappointing. Why would you go like, to the bathroom? You like go to the bathroom everywhere. Oh. If you want to know where the best bathrooms are, I'm like George Costanza. Yeah, you're like George Costanza. I can make a map of the best bathrooms. They got great facilities. Yeah. You, should. you should. You should. You should design a, like, a smartphone app where you can I legitimately rate think there the is. best bathrooms. I'm sure there is. Why would you go to the bathroom at Cumbies when you live I mean, if you, like if you two you seconds away? Work on the if road I'm all the time. You got to find a bathroom sometimes. And I have to poop, which is usually twice or so you're not even just going pee in the bathroom. You're you're Sometimes really using the facility. Yeah, I to like their to maximum poop in other people's bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Worst bathroom I ever pooped in was the uh, old country buffet in Brockton. Oh, that okay. place was disgusting. <laughs> that was cleaning windows there. I wasn't eating there. But the wind, the place was gross. The bathroom looked like it oh, hadn't been cleaned in months. I have and been I, to that old country buffet before. I, took, I had two window cleaning rags in my back pocket still. Mm. And I literally put them on the seat and threw them away afterwards because I was like not going to sit on that toilet <laughs> oh seat. God. It was so gross in there. I think oh there was like feces God. on the floor. Ew, ew, ew. Yucky. Actually, and just so everyone knows, I am single. So if you're interested. <laughs> and you like to poop in random like places. Poops, <laughs> give me a call. I got poop stories for days. Oh, you're so gross. You're uh, so gross. I'm just pooping. It's not gross. It's a natural... Everybody, apparently everybody does pooping. it. I'm just telling you where not to go. Don't go okay. there. Yeah. Uh, and this has been Bathroom Time with Andrew Byers. Yes. See a new segment every yes, exactly. 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so... Uh, Poor Miss Tracy Gilpin left that shitty Cumberland Farms on 3A. Do you think she used the bathroom? I don't know. Oh, I actually said that she didn't. She walked in, bought a pack of cigarettes, and then used the payphone and was never seen again. She's also a woman, so she would never admit to using the bathroom at Cumberland Farms. Probably. Probably. Um, and then uh, a couple of weeks later, uh, three weeks later actually, she uh, a woman that was picking flowers in Miles Standish State Forest found the body. Uh, location was almost 11 miles away from where she was last seen at that Cumberland Farms, and investigators had to use dental records to confirm the body was in fact her. Uh, medical examiner determined that she died from excessive blunt force trauma to the skull, uh, which later was found to be a 73-pound boulder that she was hit in the head with. 
So yeah, that's yeah. got to be somebody pretty strong to wield a 73-pound bowler and hit them uh, in the head. I thought he dropped it on her head. He probably dropped it. He probably it's 73 pounds, though, that's, that's not that heavy. It's not that heavy, but heavy enough. Like heavy you, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that even, is that considered a boulder? A rock, a large rock. Like what constitutes a boulder? I don't know. When I think of a boulder, I think of like one of those rocks, like the Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, Wiley e. Coyote <laughs> rocks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Like an anvil size. Well, she was hit with a 73-pound rock uh, but that was thrown by uh, some loser named Michael Hand. <laughs> some loser. Cool name, you loser. Murdering loser. So Michael Hand uh, was found guilty of this murder and also found guilty of kidnapping charges in May of 2018. Uh, another case that was open for twenty over 20 years. Yeah, like why? Like what, what's up with that? It's just, you know, tough. I mean, I would never even begin to presume how difficult a police officer's job can be. I'm sure there's a lot of factors. I know in this particular case, uh, he was initially interviewed as like a witness potentially to this and i guess apparently after he was first uh interviewed uh the police like picked up on some things that might have indicated he had some more involvement in the crime than he was trying to lead on uh so yeah he was found guilty in may of 2018 uh and yeah investigators learned that he was a potential witness in the killing uh in march of 1986 or excuse me march of 87 uh, the state police had actually traveled to North Carolina and interviewed him over several days. He used to live in Kingston and moved to North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Mm. And then during the interviews, uh, he made statements, like I said, to investigators that could be construed as quote-unquote admissions to the crime. Uh, Hand told the police that he held a gathering at his home that evening that Miss Gilpin was last seen and told them that he knew her from the close-knit Rocky Nook neighborhood of Kingston. Yeah, so was familiar with the neighborhood and... I don't know. Just killed her. Yeah. Fucked. Dumped the body in Miles Standish Forest, <laughs> probably thinking that it would never be found, and some lady goes out to pick some flowers, and nope, nope, there's a dead body. I'd be pissed. What a fucking loser. Who goes into a forest and picks flowers? Like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. That was an interesting <laughs> hobby. That seems I weird. Would. I, I feel I like she's the murderer. Oh, I was out picking flowers when yeah. I found this body. Yeah, I think you're a murderer. It's like true detective <laughs> shit. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so just another, another, another really, uh, another extremely funny topic to cover on this but hey that's what we do so we make it funny though. we do we do i guess we corporate try to. i don't think it's funny no it's not i'm, I'm joking not, it's, it's a joke it's yeah you're a barrel of laughs too ah <laughs> ow ow gary ow um so wasn't there more to this to be like her mom was saying like that she like because they were wondering like how she got from a to b and like yeah, there was. And she wouldn't have got. She wouldn't have gotten into someone's car. She didn't know. So yeah, they exactly. Think that it was someone that she might have known. Maybe. Yeah. But how would they get like? So I. Yeah, there was a lot of weird stuff when I read about that case. It was like. Well, again, so he <laughs> he he had a party. This guy Michael Hand, again, cool name. Oh, it was his party. It was apparently. I don't know if it was. I don't know if she went to his party, but he. It was said, said that he had a party at his house that evening that she was last seen. And he he knew her from the Rocky Nook neighborhood. Oh, so then, so they probably yeah. knew each other. And he maybe she told him, you know what, use your own hand. Yeah. Ooh, and then he was ooh, like, oh, yeah. oh, that's, oh, okay, I'll I'll show you. That's, I'll get some hand in there. Def- definitely he didn't possibility. Really have any priors, though, right? I didn't, I didn't see any. See any? Yeah, yeah. This one, this, you know, he did his his rap sheet wasn't as long as uh, the last guy. Yeah, Anderson, Mister Anderson. So. uh... 
Yeah. Sad stuff. Sad stuff. Very sad stuff. Any other thoughts on, on this case before we move forward? I don't know. You want to go pick flowers on the next, next day? Flowers? Pushing yeah. up daisies. Go make flowers today? I don't think there's a lot of flowers to pick yet. Mm, no. Pick your nose. There are not. Pick my nose. All right, so next item that uh, kind of adds an element of creepiness to Miles Standish, State <laughs> Forest. <laughs> so, uh, rumors of an abandoned mental hospital and also a prison facility. Well, that's not a rumor. That is not a rumor. That part's true. The <clears throat> abandoned mental hospital, we'll start with that, is, is I think we're going to search for a it. A rumor, yeah. We should, we should go well, try and find Well, so people were saying that they've tried to look on Google Earth for it, and mm-hmm. they can't find anything. Well, why don't you go and stop being a nerd and walk in the forest and look for it? Instead of, Dude, I'm it's looking a, on Google a huge Earth. forest. You're just going to walk around and hope to well, find you make something? A, no, you, no, you grid it out, <clears throat> and you target areas, and then you look. You, we could do the whole place. What else are you doing? It's a pandemic. Take us quite a while. Spend it in there, though. <laughs> yeah, you rather might be spend in it on my new zero gravity. Show. Well, <laughs> find, someone might find you other. I would flowers. certainly be open to checking out this particular area. So, when I was doing some research on this, again, there's there's lots of rumors out there. Nothing confirmed. Uh, there was one blog post I found uh, that kind of shed some light on this on, on a website called uh, Historum Forums. This is from May of 2015. Basically, this guy posted on there. Uh, This is what he wrote. I'm trying to verify an old, circa 1850 to 1915, asylum location within the present Miles Standish State Forest in Plymouth, Mass. The only remains today are foundation slabs, question mark, next to Doctor's Pond Road. These quote-unquote slabs can be seen on Google Earth images at the south end of the forest as several white rectangles in a row next to each other and next to Doctor's Pond. The state forest was started in 1915. Since a quote-unquote haunted location is mentioned on the web at a location deep in the forest woods and no other info on the internet exists, I'm trying to verify the location of that old asylum. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Somebody responded with this. Uh, It was basically a picture of an abandoned-looking asylum, and he wrote, Just in case the haunting story has been mixed up, there is this, the Miles Standish School for the Mentally Retarded. It's in Taunton, right? Yes. Renamed Devers State School. That's probably a more politically correct name than... The Miles Standish School for the Mentally Retarded. Can't say that anymore. And now abandoned. And he put, this isn't in Plymouth, but instead at the site of the former U.S. Army's Miles Standish Camp in Taunton. So it's possible that people could have these mixed up. Because it's called Miles because, Standish. Yeah, exactly. So That's kind of similar to the Staten Island, you know, story with Cropsy. Yes. Cropsy? Yeah. Cropsy, yeah. yeah. Yep. That same thing. Yeah. So That's a good documentary if you haven't watched that. Yeah, so I saw that a long time ago. What are Google yeah. Earth then? I don't know. I'll go check them out, though. Yeah. Take some pictures. Yeah. Put them on the Instagram account. Sure. See what's up. If they're there. I mean, are they even there? If they're there. Put it on your butt. <laughs> With their flies. Exactly. Excuse me. Don't have the Rona, I swear. All right. So, that's uh, that's what's up with the abandoned mental hospital rumors. But, as Kat had mentioned, there is also a non-rumor. It is, in fact, a fact. And we actually ran into it one time mm-hmm. by accident. So. Yeah. There is, uh, used to be called, the Massachusetts Correctional Institute, or MCI Plymouth. So, the complex, known at various points in its history as Restoration Camp Number 1, MCI Plymouth, or simply the Forestry Camp, 
uh, had operated in the heart of the largest publicly owned park in southeastern Massachusetts, Miles Standish Forest, for more than 60 years. Uh, barely noticed by visitors or residents who live among its rural fringes. Those who were, who were aware of the prison camp typically held it in high regard because the men who stayed there, usually prisoners that were nearing the end of their sentence, uh, were frequently dispatched to clear forest trails and clean up trash, that sort of thing. So you'd see them all in like the you know the orange outfits that say prisoner picking up stuff on the side of the road. So yeah, that was there for over 60 years. It was a prison. Nowhere near as large as the uh, bigger facility off Exit 5, where uh, Whitey Bulger famously right. stayed before yep. he was transferred uh, and killed. Uh, it's now called MASAC, M-A-S-A-C, or the Mass Alcohol and Substance mm. Abuse Sack. Center. <laughs> MASSAC, baby. MASSAC. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, so uh, MASSAC uh, still only holds men. And what they, uh, what Clearly. they, yeah, sack. sack. Uh, basically, it is a facility that houses people that are ordered for court mandated addiction treatment. So mm-hmm. basically, not like a rehab facility that you enter willingly, like you it's are like a prison ordered for to go there. Addicts, basically, you don't actually have to be convicted of a crime. No, they just to go there. You just, a, yeah, you have to. Which is kind of well, nice. Wait, no, time you out. have to be convicted. If, of- how can it be court mandated if you? Weren't convicted of a crime. I was well, wondering that too because no, I saw. That sounds no, wrong. that would be like if you robbed a store and they forgave you because you paid something back, but they then they if the guy said yeah. like, "Oh, I was drunk when I yeah. did that," then the court could order you to be like, "Right, you have a substance problem. You need to right. go here." <clears throat> like you so, get caught. You get there's caught a reason like you're a... in court. Like she can't just <clears throat> like if I'm saying she as if it's like Excuse a Judge me. Judy, but like. <laughs> But no, but like, I mean... Judge Judy just sending people to MASAC. You have to get do something to get you to court to begin with. So. Of course. So you probably get arrested for possession. Something or, small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, misdemeanor yeah. type thing. Um, but there was a big article in the Boston Globe, which I, I fucking hate the Boston Globe, but uh, it, was, it was good to read about for this case. Uh, basically, an expose that was written back in, in 2017 about the uh, alleged mistreatment of their... Uh, of their patients. Because, again, they're not called prisoners. They're called patients at there. Uh, but basically, there was a... Uh, because they're not. They're not convicted. Cur- exactly, yeah. Right. So, uh, there was they're a... They're treated like prisoners. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the point. So, there was a 29-year-old man named uh, David McKinley, who, three days after being uh, checked in for heroin addiction, uh, he was found hanging from the top bunk of his, uh, of his bed. So, committed suicide... Uh, this guy had been in and out of rehab from a heroin addiction that was brought on by the death of his father for around six years. Wanted to get himself clean and was put into this facility. He had been in and out of this facility, though, a couple times. A couple, a couple, of, a couple of facilities, not just this one. I think this was his first stint at this particular place. Oh, I thought when yeah. I read it that it seemed like he had been there before and he didn't want to go back. I don't, I don't know. Well, he's... He obviously didn't want to he be there. Did. Well, he didn't want to be there anyway, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so McKinley's suicide was the first ever at the facility. Uh, at the time the article was written, I don't know if it's still now, I couldn't find anything on it, but it was still under investigation. State officials declined to discuss it any further. Uh, but his death kind of brought up the question, and you know, it's kind of a, an interesting topic to talk about, is if you a good idea to place people that are struggling with addiction in a prison-like setting. Well, and there was no. a lot of other things in there that said, like, that then they, at one point, when the opioid addiction became bigger, then they were moving people 
that were actually prisoners to that facility. Oh, I didn't see that, but that, you didn't see that. No, I didn't see that, but that I'm sure it's in there. It became it, it became something, and then it was overpopulated, and then like it, things just started going downhill, and the quality of life was worse. So, yeah, yeah and that was <clears throat> all in the Boston Globe story too. Uh, basically, you know, a lot of stories of mistreatment of patients, unsanitary conditions, and probably the the, the worst part, you know, very short brief meetings with their counselors who offered little to no actual therapy. Well, and he was the first suicide there, but there have been a few after him, too. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure that there have been. Yeah. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. And then it also said that within the first half year of operation, there was uh, there was a rape. There was w- at least one rape and one serious assault that occurred there. One of us should go undercover and get no, like, put no, into this facility no, no, and do, no. like, a live. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> live. From the, from the rafters, it's like, no, no, that's... America's Hometown Horror it? Podcast, Expose, Episode 1. Can you imagine it? Mass Sack Plymouth. Just like, got raped in the hey, men's so room. I have um, a horror podcast, and I'd really like to tour your facility. Mm. Um, can I set up a time with you? Mm-hmm. Some, they'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, all of a sudden, we were driving one time. I forget. I think we were just, like, driving around just to kind of check still it open. out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still open. Still open. It's op- open still and very controversial. <clears throat> yeah, there's a reason why it's in the middle of the woods. Well, yeah. we took a wrong turn one point, and this is when you were with Shlee. I wasn't with you for this. Oh, you weren't? No, I didn't see it. Bro, I why saw don't we go it. There? We should just go was... there and be like, "Hello." Oh, you can go. <laughs> Hello. I'm here close. to visit Bob. <laughs> I think we went right up to the gate. Well, actually, that's another much. thing too. They don't they don't allow you to have visitors when you're in there either. That's worse than prison. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should stick the. Uh, you know, people that develop a, the drugs that get people addicted like to opioids, maybe they put them in there. It's not a long-term thing. Yeah, because you you commit suicide before it becomes well, long-term. Right. Yeah. But so sounds like they don't need no, that. No, I, I just remember being like, I, I like, remember what the fuck reading is this? signs yeah. and like I think me, it must have been. What I does it look like? All you, all uh, I saw was like a, a bunch of trucks and like a huge fence with barbed wire on top, barbed wire on top, and like all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, what is that? And I think we looked at each other and I was like. Maybe we should turn around. Yeah. <laughs> we in the bad part of town. Yeah, exactly. But they had people... Um, are you still talking about this? Because I was going to say, there was a time where people escaped from there and ran into the woods. Oh, yeah. I'd seen that in there, too. And yeah. they... Like, the people who were, you know, the, whenever you go down and you say there's houses or whatever. What? Houses, like around the forest. Okay, Not, yep. like, in the forest. I didn't forest. know what you said. Mm-hmm. I think you said towers. Sorry. How... What? No. <laughs> Continue. So they had like these alarms. I remember reading about that would sound like sound the alarm. They, yeah. yeah, they would. They had these <laughs> alarms that would go off whenever they were out looking for someone or whatever to let other people know yeah, who gotta, lived nearby. Yeah, gotta be a scary sound. Be... You hear that? You live near. That's there. why you don't live in that fucking area. First yeah. off, I would never live anywhere. Plymouth sucks because there's so many dirt roads. I would never live on any of those roads because when it snows, it's terrible. It takes forever to get down these roads. Pave the fucking roads, Plymouth, okay? We don't need dirt roads anymore. Drives me insane to go to do an estimate and down this cars getting rocked by this thing. Like, oh, I live at the end of this five-mile dirt road. Mm. Go fuck yourself. You deserve to be fucking... <laughs> you deserve to have an escaped convict come and kill you at your house. That's oh, all I'm fine. saying. Okay. Well... Aggressive. I just went dark very fast. Yes. That took a hard right turn. Yeah, Sorry, I'm very was... uh, rude on this podcast. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm laughing at suicide and the rude dude rape jokes. I should. Oh, this is going to be a bad episode. Maybe uh, we'll get an email off of this one. Maybe. 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 Probably. Not. And it's going to be that person to be like, "That was my house that you drove down my dirt road. What are you talking about on your podcast for?" <laughs> 
<laughs> do people that live in Miles Standish Forest have southern accents? Oh, is that a southern accent? Kinda I was just was. talking in like a... A twangy type voice? Yeah. Okay. okay. Or it could be from like... Right. Um, like like New Orleans, you know, going go down the alligator farms. Yeah, yeah. Go down the alligator farms. It's actually not bad. So, yeah. Obviously, I mean... The opioid problem has is, is become very big in Massachusetts, which is sad, and it's just, you know, it's easy to say just don't do the drugs, but it's, no, it's, uh, easy to it's blame sent to a place like big this. Pharma. Yeah. Fuck Big Pharma. So we have murders, we have a maybe Murder. mental, mental hospital kind mm-hmm. of in the middle of the forest that we do or do not know. Any ghostly mm-hmm. encounters? No? Nothing like that? Wasn't able to find too much on that, but oh, it, people, people have written some stuff on there that I found, but it... You know, no specific examples, kind of just like an overall sense of uneasiness. No and pre- Yeah, no puckwudgies yeah. or, uh, you know, Bigfoots or Thunderbirds. Yeah. Big, foots. big feet. Big news. Big, big, feet? Mm-hmm. big news. I mean, the government basically An- acknowledged the existence of UFOs. UFOs. Yes, so. I, we should have probably That's a high that five for me. Yeah. You know who, you know who was uh, essential in Bob getting Lazar. those? No. <laughs> Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. No, uh, our, our old buddy Tom DeLong was uh, significant in getting these uh, videos released. See, that's why Tom's so much better than Mark, Mike. Well, you know, you know, <sighs> I like Tom too. Yeah, I like I, I like Tom too. I just you know I like to have an argument with your brother. Tom about Who's Tom too? Tom too. Tom too. Tom too. Shine through. Shine Tom. through. <laughs> yeah, but Tom DeLong, huge alien guy. You know, uh, all the way back since he wrote "Aliens Exist" with Blink One Eighty Two, which is probably one of their best songs, in my yes. opinion. Agreed. Uh, been always been obsessed with aliens. That's what he kind of does in his free time now, when he's not making music. He's researching UFOs, and he submits all sorts of freedom of information requests to get shit released. And uh, they they say that he was uh, very important in getting that information released. So yeah, aliens are out there. They exist. I mean, I already knew that anyway. So. So did most rational human beings, yeah. but there's a lot of people out there that probably still don't believe that correct. they exist. Correct. That's correct. Most people are suckers. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Miles Sanders State Forest. We got murder, suicide, abandoned places, prisons. Well, just the like, general feeling of like creepiness, I feel like, when you're in there. Mm. You put graham so, crackers in a beer. So big. Want to tell everyone what you're drinking? Since they're mm. one of our uh, one of our friends. Ah, uh, in- Second Wind Brewing Company. Yes. Siesta Key Lime. Pear, mm. India Pale Ale, but it's flavored with graham cracker. It's which delicious. I, I'm, mm. I'm curious how you do that. Do you just yeah, stuff a bunch of graham crackers. In I, I think you kind of just you, you puree it in with the mash when it's in the, like the brewing process. I mean, they do all kinds of crazy beers over there. Yeah. They, they do a great job. Shout out to Hans and Jay. Yeah, this is really good. My favorite ingredient is the Kenny. milk Kenny, sugar. Scotty, all our friends over there at Second Wind. They make Hope they're holding beer. up well. They are they actually are, holding up well. They're selling out of beer yeah. like crazy. I saw the other day because they, they've started to can everything they carry now. Um, when I think they only did a few beers beforehand. And I, like I saw on, on Instagram the other day, they completely sold out of everything that they released. Every single last can, which is great. So, uh can't wish enough success on those guys over at Second when They've been good to us, and they make great beer. So that's pretty much all you need to do to make me happy. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah. Any closing thoughts? Oh, one more thing about Miles Standish State Okay. Forest. Um, so, again, no stories of hauntings, but remember those 16 lakes and ponds and over 50 kettle ponds? Yeah. Lots of people drown there. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot. I forgot about this piece. They probably you know. just get drunk. And... Yeah. People could be doing that. 
so yeah, wear wear a life jacket. Maybe there's a creature. Swim. Maybe there's a Loch, were, a Loch Ness maybe, monster. Maybe the blob. There was fearing pond monster. The, the blob the, from the, the raft, raft in Creepshow yeah, too. So Could be good. that. Could That's be a that. great. One of the best ones. Yeah, it's one of the best segments. Didn't you Love want to it. talk about the boy that you didn't want to talk about? The boy, the boy who cried? Drowned? No. I didn't see that one. Why don't you talk about that? Which what, what was it? There was um who oh, I forget which pond it was. But there was a boy who drowned. He was eighteen, he was from Brockton, and he fell off a boat and couldn't swim or something. By the time they got him and resuscit- yeah. went to resuscitate him, he was gone. Here's a thought. Gone. And the, the water was so murky. If you can't they... swim, maybe have a life jacket on. <clears throat> well, yeah. On I, think, boat. I think he might have even been with um, the camp that's there. Because there's a, I think it's a Boy Scout camp. Yeah, they do have Boy Scout camps down there. Um. Yeah, but he drowned. There was another baby that was pulled out of the water that almost drowned Jeez. that I read a news article about. Yeah. Uh, what pond was it? Oh, I forget. It's probably one of the bigger ones, though. If it's, it wasn't Fearing Pond. It wasn't Doctor Doctor Pond or whatever. Doctor Pond. But, um, Doctor. Yeah, it was no, but it was toboggan. <laughs> Mantis toboggan. Mantis toboggan. But he he technically like it wasn't one of those stories where like his body remained in the pond. Like they found him and yeah, it wasn't like Jason coming right, out. Right, it wasn't pond, Jason like, coming yeah. out and like killing you. And that's coach, good. That would be way better. <clears throat> All right, so here are the names of the ponds. Okay, the lakes and ponds. Let me there. see. I can probably uh, Barrett, Bumps, Charge, Cherry, College, Curlew, Doctors. I think it was College Pond. Easthead Reservoir. Uh, that's the biggest one is Easthead Reservoir. Fearing Pond, Grassy, Hooper, Little College Pond, Little Widgeon. Isn't that a Pokemon? Widgeon? A Widgeon? Uh, Cat would know. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't it think is. so. I think, uh, mm, uh, I believe it is, but maybe not. <laughs> uh, Mantras Hole, New Grassy, New Long, Rocky, Round, Three Cornered, Tory, and Widgeon. I'm pretty sure it was College Pond. Well, Widgeon's an actual bird. Okay. I think it's a duck. But I think there's a Pokemon called a Widgeon or something like that. A Widget? A Widget, maybe. A Pidgeotto? Yeah, they have camping at College Pond, too. That makes sense. So, yeah. Oh, wow. And this is so funny. They just posted a thing three days ago that said, like, if you're looking for a place to camp or swim. Um, but at this time, all restrooms, visitor centers, playgrounds, hockey rinks, campgrounds, athletic fields, courts, golf courses, and coastal beach reservation parking areas are closed. Yeah. Until further notice. Well, I'm thinking of Pidgeot. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a thing. Pidgeot. Pidgeot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's about it. Yeah, yeah, you can actually so college pond specifically, you can go there and pay to park. I wonder if that's included in our beach sticker. I bet it is. So you can pay to park for eight it's eight bucks for Massachusetts residents and fifteen for non Because I know our our, our our beach stickers work at Morton Pond uh, Morton Pond. Yeah. Um, you can swim, yeah. horseback ride, hiking, I mean, biking, it boating, camping, canoeing, what you have to pay for them, fishing, but... hiking, hunting, sailing. Yeah. Grills, lots pavilions, of things, lots of activities. Areas? I sail. I'm a sailor. Yeah. You old sailor, you. I Motorboat, took sailing lessons when I was a kid. Huh? And the ocean. I took. You look lessons. like someone that would take sailing lessons. What? What does that mean? I don't know. I lived off the ocean. Why wouldn't I take sailing lessons? You look like. I look like a sailor. Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Let's not go there. All right. Anyways, <laughs> let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, so- I'm. 
sailing. Oh, yeah. That's, so I, that I, uh, I will say, if you haven't had a chance to check out our first episode on Haunted Plymouth, it's called uh, The Spirits of America's Hometown. That's the first one. Uh, <laughs> so if you if you are planning on yeah, so this, this one's Spirits of America's Hometown 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, if you are coming down to Plymouth, you know, check out some, and you like uh, spooky stuff, check out some of the haunted places we mentioned, some of the ones, uh, the first one, Spooner House, Burial Hill Cemetery, uh, the John Carver Inn, Cordage Park, among many, many others. Give it a listen. Well, maybe when and stuff starts opening yeah, when, up Yeah, when again. stuff starts opening up again, that's what I meant. And Which will be uh, never... Take a drive down to Miles Standish State Forest. You can, you can drive see some, through at least. Drive through, drive through, <laughs> and you can maybe do some activities. Maybe you take can a hike, bury a body. You can bury right. a body there. Yeah. You can someone with a do boulder. Some satanic rituals. Pick flowers. Pick flowers. <laughs> take photos of Bigfoot or uh, you can yell at people for not wearing masks. That's true. Yeah. That's a big. That's a, a lot of people of doing that. Do. A lot of people doing that. So yeah. But uh, that's pretty much all I have on Miles Standish State Forest. Well, I think you did a good job. Yeah, thanks. Well, you did a great job because you did. Thank you. Oh, thank on you. This. I insist you mm. did a great job. Oh, that's so nice, you guys. Mm. Why don't you, you guys did? make out? Well, get married. Okay. Uh, no, Never mind. Make out on air. Making out wouldn't really translate well to a listening. Experience. And I would probably leave immediately. Yeah, you'd probably go. That's okay. All right, so here's where you can find us on the following social media platforms. On Facebook, at America's Hometown Horror Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Hometown Horror. You can find us on Instagram, at Hometown Horror Pod. And you can also email us. Will someone please fucking email us? I'm curious when we're going to get sponsored by Bloody Disgusting now that Michael writes for them. Uh, hopefully. That would be very nice. I guess we'll see. Shout out, Bloody. Shout out. Shout out to our friends at Bloody Disgusting. And uh, my buddy, Freddie in Space, John Squires. Uh, yeah, but somebody please fucking email us. Uh, hometown. hometown yeah, I'll just, uh, email you. Yes. Even if you're just trolling, you that's go. fine. HometownHorrorPodcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you like to listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm. My name is Mike. I'm joined by... My lovely co-host, Andrew, as always. Join us and next week for more Poop Talk. Gato. Yes, tune in next week for Andrew's Poop Minute. And uh, <laughs> everyone stay safe out there. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Turn the page. Stay and be kind feet. to your neighbors. Yes, and be kind to everybody yes. right now. I feel exactly. like some people we'll stop just being douchebags. So if you don't have a mask on, relax. Maybe they forgot it. Maybe they couldn't find one. Mm. Fuck off. Maybe they don't want to be shamed by you yelling at people and taking videos like some of these a-holes are doing. And also, quick point. Oh, boy. I don't think you need to be... Like, you should be wearing a mask, whatever. That's fine. But if you're going to wear a mask... My pet peeve, because I moonlight at the roadhouse as, like, a waiter. Mm -hmm. We're doing takeout. Mm -hmm. The amount of old people that I see drive through the parking lot with their masks on in their car, roll down the window... And start and talking to me and take it off to talk to me. Motherfucker, <laughs> you're just driving in your car with your mask on. What is wrong with you? Leave it on. That you're defeating the purpose. Ugh. Keep the mask on. What? I will it's hear you. Ba- you have it reversed. When you're driving alone in your car, you don't need the mask on. When you're talking to somebody, you should probably leave it on. Yeah, agreed. And stay in your fucking car. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Rant over. There so we then, go. would you like open their like back seat to put food in? I it? do it every time. Really? Because. I'm not worried about it. So, and people are like, really? You'll do that? Yeah, I'll open it for you. Yep. Well, fucking gentlemen. Bye. Yeah. Get the <laughs> tips, baby. Get those dollar, tips. dollar bills. Yeah, if you happen oh, to pick man. up uh, takeout at uh, Texas Roadhouse. So you get those Rutherford 
bee bucks. Oh, sure that's to, uh, so funny. That to tip they, our buddy Andrew. That they have their mask on and they take mm. it off to talk You would be shocked at the amount of people that do that. Also, Hello! Did I get rolls in this order? Can you confirm of, it? The amount of people that can't park in a space oh, is yeah. amazing now. Oh, I'll bet. I feel like they get panicked having someone watch them, but they're just like backing in between spots. I'm waiting for collisions. I'm like, you people... Need to go home? Yeah. We were on the highway like the other day for the first time in a while. I'm like, I feel like people forgot how to fucking drive. Driving oh, yeah. Like yeah people have never idiots. Yeah, that's probably a good point. All right, guys. That's all I got. My name is Mike with Kat and Andrew. Bye. America's Hometown Horror Podcast. Say goodbye to your listeners. See you guys next week and May the 4th be oh, with the, you. Yeah, May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you always. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, and if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out the other podcasts on the Art Podcast Network. We have Retro Redoctopus, we have America's Hometown Horror, Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, and of course Inebriart. So you can check those out wherever podcasts are found. Like, comment, and subscribe so we can reach more listeners, and thanks for listening.